Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Uh, you know the deal, right? Uh, we're in the uh, Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York. They understand it's not just a mortgage. It's your mortgage. That's the difference. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Get your Rocket Mortgage on, son. Also, our toll-free line brought to you by Geico. Great news. Uh, you can save a bunch of money if you switch to Geico. Just go to geico.com and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. Don't forget, tomorrow night, it's Wilder Ortiz to the heavyweight championship of the world at the Grand Garden Arena at the MGM in Las Vegas. Order the fight now on pay-per-view or on the Fox Sports app. So either or, you're going to be styling, and uh, it's going to be very exciting. I will tell you this, that we're going to the fight, and uh, lucky for me, because uh, I work for uh, the PBC and my boy uh, Bruce Pinkow and, of course, uh, Tracy Bowden and everybody uh, at Tribeca Marketing, lucky me, uh, and your boy Gio, I got us uh, Carver High front row. We are actually on the ropes for the heavyweight championship of the world. So it's uh, Mafia, Gio, and his buddy, and the four of us are literally sitting, and uh, we're sitting with uh, the front row of the fight, literally, on the ropes and next to the uh, all, your favorite person, Carver High, uh, Dale Hopkins, the CEO of In Demand. So we are uh, wow, our you good friends next to Dale, huh? And how about this? Dale's taking us to Kraft Steak for dinner. Shake out, of course. Why not? Check get involved. Get involved. Get it on. Like get it in. You got to work it. So we got a lot going on, and we're going to the fight. It's going to be really cool, and uh, we're looking forward to it. So I, I know I am. Uh, it should be good. I, I got to tell you, uh, this guy Wilder's dangerous. You know why he wants to fight? Uh, everybody said, "Why are you fighting this this, this uh, maniac? This guy King Kong is no joke. He's huge. He's dangerous." And uh, you know, last night Bruce Pinkow told us he hits like a truck, and it's like you know getting punched by a truck, like getting in a car wreck, and uh, that's that's a dangerous guy to fight. And remember, he rocked him in the seventh of the first fight, and then Wilder finished him off in the tenth and knocked him out, and that was that. But everybody says that he didn't. Like, you know, that he should have lost. Everybody said that Ortiz, if he would have had another minute, he would have, uh, you know, if he had another 30 seconds, the seventh round, the fight would have been over, and Ortiz would have been the heavyweight champion of the world. So everyone's telling Wilder all the time, you didn't, you should have, you know, this guy Ortiz should have beat you. He had you right where he wanted you, and the bell, you were saved by the bell. So this guy's very mad, Wilder, that, that people don't think that he won that fight. Meanwhile, he knocked him out. So he came back for more. He just said, I'm going to go fight Ortiz again, and I'm going to beat this guy's ass because everyone thinks that I didn't beat him the first time. Well, I'm going to beat his ass this time, and everyone's going to know it because I'm going to knock him the Pharrell out this time, clean and flush, and it's not going to take. Everyone here is saying it's under seven rounds. There are people. Teddy Atlas says he's going to knock him out in the first round. So... Uh, we talked to Wilder. We'll talk to him later in the uh, hour. You're going to hear from the heavyweight champion of the world coming up here this hour. But right now, 
I, I want to talk to my favorite fighter. This guy's just the baddest. I know Carver High likes him. Great fighter, great champion. The guy's incredible. All he does is win. Throws more punches than any guy in boxing. This guy is the biggest hand thrower in the sport, bar none. It's my good friend from Lipstick City, Leo the Champ Santa Cruz. All right, my man, Leo Santa Cruz. Badass, champ, no games, no questions asked. Tell me how the whole weight change came about. Oh, no, the whole weight, you know, it, it's no difference. You know, I, I'm big guy. I go up to, like, 140, so, you know, I never had no problems making 126. And I feel good at 130 now. I feel stronger, and we're going to see how I do on Saturday night. You think this fight on Saturday night is going to be top shelf. I've already heard you say that you think it's the fight of the night. I think you guys are going to throw... Ten times as many punches as the heavies. And you know I love speed and throwing. No one throws more than you. I've never seen anyone throw more than you. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what we work for in the gym. You know, every time we're hitting the bag, we're throwing a lot of punches, hundreds of punches. And when we're sparring, we're doing the same thing. We prepare, like, you know, we're going to go out there and, you know, for a war. And my dad always tells me to give my best in the training. And that's what we always do. That's why when we go out there and fight, we perform like that because we're always ready. So you average, I think it's 86 bombs around. Can you go even higher to like a C note, 100? Yeah, I could. I think so. I could do it. I'm just going to have to try to force myself a little bit more. I'm going to do it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure one day I'm going to do it. Take me back to the, uh, the Maris fights and what you thought of those. Uh, I think those great fights, great wars against Midas, you know, when two Mexicans fight each other and when there's that rivalry. Between two Mexicans, you're going to go out there and try to knock each other's head off. And that's why me and Midas went out there and threw a lot of punches and were just trying to knock each other out. It was violent. Yeah, it was. You know, he, he was from L.A., I'm from L.A. We both wanted to prove who was the best L.A. fighter and Mexican fighter. And thank God I came out victorious. What about the uh, Frampton fights? Oh, the Frampton fights, they were great, too. Uh, I went out there and to New York and fought him. Uh, I didn't get the decision. It was a close fight. And then I got the rematch, and in the rematch I came, I did what I had to do, and I got him. So you know, there were two great fights, like I say, Barrera Morales type of wars, and you know that's what I always try to do, love to do and please the fans. How did you like fighting in my hometown in New York City? Uh, it's nice up there. You know, uh, I didn't have that much people over there, but you know, still the people that were there, they were pleased with my performance. I got a lot of fans, and I'm very happy to go out there, and I would love to go over there again. I mean, you fought in L.A. and Vegas so many times. Was it weird for you to fight in New York or just another night at the office? It was kind of weird because i never been over there. Uh, I didn't have my fans over there or nothing. You think it was cool? Yeah, but it was cool. It was awesome. I love New York, and it's really nice. Like I said, I would love to go over there again. Can you believe your career, what's happened with you, and how magnificent you've become as a fighter. You're my favorite fighter. I, I think you're a blast to watch fight, and you've been on my show before, and you just keep getting better. Uh, do you think it's all just absolutely local? Yeah, I know. I still, like I said, to this day, I still don't believe it. Like, I, I, I lay down in my bed, and I see the house I live in, everything I have, everything I'm living. I'm like, man, this is a dream. Uh, I never imagined I could have all this, and I could, you know, made it to where I have made it right now. But I always thank God. I said God has a plan for us, and it's all thanks to him, to the fans, and the people that got, brought me here. And the hard work. How hard is it for you to maintain your excellence? Because some guys get to the top, and then they get big heads, and they get the money, and then they don't do the work. How have you been able to not let that happen to you? You know, my family... I know that if I get a loss, uh, 
I might be, go back down to where I came from, you know, to not having nothing. You could lose money, you lose it in a second. And so, you know, I always have the same motivation that I want to keep giving my family a good future, that I don't want them to suffer what I suffered growing up. And, you know, it's, you know, you always have to have that hunger, that motivation, like if you're still nothing, and that's what I do. So when Ortiz talks about when he had nothing in Cuba, literally no food, yeah. no money, no nothing, you know what that's like. What is that like to come from that and then to get here in Vegas and you're like the king and everyone knows uh, you got the, you're the belts, you got the family, you got the money, you got the media, you got the fans. You become a rock star from nothing to that. How crazy is that? Oh, it's really crazy. You know, like I said, something like I still can't believe. And But me, I, I don't see no difference. I still act and I feel like I have nothing, you know. like you humility. Yeah, I do. Uh, I, like, you know, some people say like, oh, can I get this for you, Leo? No, I can get it myself. I go out there and I get it myself and I do things for myself. But I really appreciate the, the people that want to do that for me and everything. But I still something like if I'm living in a dream, like I still can't believe. But thank God, you know, it is happening. How much have you changed from the beginning when you had to deal with the media and the lights and the cameras and the radio and all the people pulling at you and sucking at you and grabbing at you and tugging you every direction from the beginning when you were like, what is happening to me? And now you're in control of it and it's a lot different and you're a lot smoother at it. Before you could barely speak English and now you speak English great. How much have you changed in all these years now of developing your skills socially and media savvy wise? How much of a change has that been for you? A big change. You know, before I used to get really, really nervous. Now I still get nervous, but not as much as before. And I have learned how to speak a little better. And Way better. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and th- I remember you couldn't even talk. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I used to get really nervous and everything, but now I'm a little better. You know, little by little, the people even help you. And I, li- I listen to my interviews and stuff, and I try to relax and just, you know, stay calm. And it's like if I'm talking to a regular person. What do you think of this kid you're fighting? He's talented. Yeah, I know. He's talented. He's another, you know, Mexican fighter like me, myself. What worries you about him? Uh, his pressure, you know, he comes and he throws a lot of power, punches. He's always on top of you throwing punches. And you never know, he'll catch you one of, the, one of those big shots. But, you know, you know we're, we're well prepared and we're going to be really smart and not get caught with those big shots. So where do you want to be in this fight, in the ring, in the middle? Or do you want to uh, circle him like a lion? How do you want to play this guy? Because he's lethal. How do you deal with him? I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the pressure. You know, I'm going to be on top Just of keep him. keep coming. Yeah, keep coming. Because, you know, if, you, if I throw a lot of punches and I'm on top of him, he's not going to know what to do. He's going to get frustrated. And I've seen him that when they put pressure on him, too, he don't like that. He, he goes How in much the do you study his fights? I watched it a little bit. You know, my, my dad is the one that watches him because he's my trainer. He's the one that knows and tells me how, how to fight him, how, how to beat him. And I let my dad watch him. But I have watched him, too, a couple of times to see what punches are his best and to be careful with them. Your dad's a genius. How much has that helped you win fights? Having a guy, literally, he's so much smarter and more experienced than you with everything that he's taught you how to you have the skill and the hands and the power and the punching he's brought you the smarts of how to deal with people how much have you matured dealing with that and made you a better fighter oh well listening to him you know because i know he's the he watches he's watching everything from the outside he watches what punches that you could land what punches he's landing on you and stuff like that so little by little sometimes at first you like you get frustrated and you're like uh I'm trying to do this, but it's not working. But then once you pay attention and you listen to him and you do what he's doing, 
uh, it, it all plays off, you know, and you, you beat the fighter and you do what's best for you. I know you just want to worry about Saturday night, but what do you want to do in the next couple of years? Who do you want to fight? Do you have anyone that you really want to beat their ass? Yes, of course, you know, hopefully, guys, we get this four-world title. I want Javante Davis, you know. That's That'd be great. Fight. That's a big fight. I know he's a, the most dangerous fighter I could fight, but that's what I want. I want to prove to people that I'm here to fight the best and I'm not scared of nobody. That might be a million pay-per-view fight. That, that yeah. You and Davis might be a million. Yeah, I, pre- I'm, I pretty much think so, too. That's why I want to fight him because I know it's going to be a big fight that people are going to want to watch, and it's going to be really great fight. He thinks he's Floyd. Yeah. He thinks he can go 50-0. and 0. How good do you think he is? Yeah, I think he, the truth is he is really good and everything. And that's why we want to, you know, test ourselves and go out there with him to see how good we are. If we beat him, it's going to bring us to the top and I could be the next superstar. I saw Spence fight in Dallas uh, against Mikey. Do you want to fight in, in stadiums like that with 100,000 people there? Where do you want to fight around the world that you haven't fought yet? Uh, the truth I would like to fight wherever a lot of people show up, you know. I don't matter the stadium, but that holds a lot of people and that it gets packed that's what, what I would like to do and you know fill up an, an arena where like Chavez like you know Spence right. and those stuff like that I would like to be in those big cars like that and hopefully we fill up the arena listen brother I love you good luck tomorrow night I'll be pulling for you as always thanks for coming on the bench no thank you very much I really appreciate it and blessings to you alright keep you. rocking bro it's good to see you Leo yeah. my man thank you very much alright Leo Santa Cruz one badass mother Pharreller it's Pharrell on the bench this is CBS Sports Radio alright it was great having Leo Santa Cruz on he's fighting uh, Miguel Flores tomorrow night at the Grand Garden Arena here at the MGM in Las Vegas. That's where we are. And uh, later, on this very hour, we're going to hear from the heavyweight champion of the world, from the WBC, Deontay Wilder, the bronze bomber. Bomb squad. So he's going to come up here in a little bit on the show. And uh, Mafia, you saw him. He's ripped. I mean, he's no joke. He looks fantastic. And everybody's talking about how good Ortiz looked. I actually don't think Ortiz looked that bad in Brooklyn in terms of they, you know, say he's fat and everything. I didn't. I just thought he looked, you know, I thought he looked in shape that fight too and just big. Right. The thing is with this division, it's really hit or miss whether you're jacked or, you know, big. And, and when the rest of these guys are going up against Deontay Wilder, obviously every one of them looks fat because that guy is so chiseled and ripped and cut like it. He's one of those heavyweights that all his weight is just pure muscle. So some of these guys are just big, and they're not trim and cut like him. So you're going to think they're fat. But him and Joshua are like the physical specimens of the division, and everyone else is just a guy who doesn't want to cut weight to get lower. So people talk to me. I was talking to Jerry Cooney today. I did his show. I went on uh, a couple shows today. I went on uh, WEI in Boston, and I went on uh, the SiriusXM Fight Show with uh, Jerry Cooney and Randy and uh, we, I was talking about how, you know, I think Wilder's a, a really good fighter. I, I don't disrespect him. I don't, you know, I don't think he's, uh, you know, bad or anything like that. I think he's a, just a, a very powerful puncher and no game. Like, he'll knock your head off. Fair enough, right? But I just was talking about how I felt like, um, you know, I've been doing this for over 30 years. And I've seen just, you know, I've seen better heavyweights. I've just seen so many. Like I, you know, I, I've seen them all. I've seen every heavyweight fighter in the last thirty years, and I've just seen, you know, some of the most violent heavyweights ever in the history of boxing, including Mike Tyson. And I just think that uh, they were, in all honesty, better than him. Now I don't dispute his record, 
I don't dispute his knockouts. I don't dispute anything like that. I just I think he fights, um, frankly, crappy fighters. I mean, I think he's fought tomato cans, tons of them. And I think that uh, this guy, Ortiz, gave him a fight, hurt him for sure. He says he was buzzed. He was hurt is what he was. And uh, this guy gave him a fight, and that's why he's fighting him. He wants to prove that it wasn't a fluke, that he knocked him out. He's going to knock him out again. That's what he's saying and selling. But I'm telling you, I've seen better heavyweights, uh, and I'm not that impressed with uh, the cachet of fighters that he's gone up against. I just don't think it's that magnificent at all. It's it's very average. I think he's fought bums, and that's just all there is to it. So until I see him uh, fight everyone, you know, uh, you know, they have all these other guys now. Like you know, I even thought Fury beat him. I thought so, too, yeah. You were at the fight. He beat him. Yeah, I pointed him. He did not win. If you're just you know a boxing guy that just loves to see guys get their heads taken off, no. Obviously, Wilder's the one who did that. Fury isn't. But that was in Fury's but game. But boxing's about boxing points. Boxing's about points by round by round. It's not about who wins the fight overall. It's by each round. And if you go by that, then Fury won on the scorecard. Or should have won on the he scorecard. He won 10 rounds. He did. He controlled the action. He made Wilder fight the fight that he wanted. You know, you heard Bruce talk about that last night where Wilder didn't fight the style that he wants. He was trying to headhunt. He was trying to knock him out every you know every punch. And it was putting him out of position. So how, is it, so how is it that a guy that, uh, you know, was 400 pounds and that did tons of cocaine and that was just an absolute ready to kill himself, the guy was like homeless, how is it that that fat ass could come in to Los Angeles at Staples and beat his ass for 10 rounds and then get knocked out in the 12th in the money round and lose that fight? Basically, it was a draw because you're not going to take the belt away from the champ when he knocks him down twice. Right. So you're not taking the heavyweight belt away from uh, That's exactly what happened. He knocked him down in the 12th. That saved his belt, and, and it's a draw. So now it sets up the future fight, uh, you know, Wilder, Fury 2, which will be allegedly next for Wilder if he wins this fight. So my point is he couldn't even beat that guy. I mean, honestly, that guy to me is just a fat slob, and I listen. I know he's got this lineal BS title that he goes around selling. No one, in my opinion, no one gives a rat's ass about that. When you, the lineal champion, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. The bottom line is, is that Wilder's the champ, and he he's beat everybody, and but he did not beat him. Uh, you can call him lineal, you can call him booger. I don't care what you call him. The bottom line is that guy beat him. So I've seen some fat slob beat him. That's why I don't think he's the greatest heavyweight I've ever seen at all. In fact, I don't even put him in the top eight. Well, to be fair to Fury, I mean, obviously he had his issues. We know it's well-documented, everything that happened with him with the depression and stuff. But the guy was a world-class boxer before that. He beat Klitschko, who no one could beat. So it's not like this guy just – it's not like a Ruiz who no one heard of. I won't deny. I won't deny he can fight. He's a great fighter. He just lost his way and has worked his way back. Fair enough. But you can't deny that he looks like a slob. He looks a lot different than obviously he did when he was younger. Yeah, he's not in his nearly good shape. But, I mean, a guy could go 12 rounds, still no problem. He's not – again, like I was saying, you know, everyone looks out of shape compared to Wilder. Do you know what George Foreman would do to Tyson Fury? Oh, yeah, he'd pummel him. <laughs> do you know what Mike Tyson would do to him? See, the thing, too, is, you know, we, we say that about Wilder. We said that about, you know, Floyd for a long time. about like They're not as good because of the guys they're fighting. But I feel like a lot of these boxers. I've know, never said that us, about Floyd Mayweather. I thought he was great. Not you in particular, but plenty but of people said that. People have said People that. said he dodged guys. His error wasn't as good as, you right. know, these other guys with all the other. But I think a lot of people remember these fighters a lot better than they, they are at times. Not that they're not good, but you just assume that, oh, yeah, their record was amazing. And every guy they fought was amazing. I mean, look at Tyson's record right now. Sure, he had the Holyfields. Yeah, Lennox Lewis. You know, there were a couple others here and there. 
But if you look at the record for the most part, I don't know who half these guys are. You know, I could never pick these guys out of a lineup. He fought Spinks once, you know, Holmes. But other than that, there's a ton of wins against nobodies. But because he was so awesome, we just put him up on that pedestal because he's gone. I mean, it's the same thing with Wilder. He's fought a lot of crappy fighters, but that's just the guys that were put in front of him. There are a couple for, you know, fights that he's had that are against good fighters, so you got to give him credit. Do you feel – Do you? so today we saw Mayweather's dad in here rambling on and on. Right. So, you know, the news broke that he's coming back. And, allegedly, yeah. Uh, allegedly. According to his Instagram, but it all was was him posting himself all chiseled. It wasn't him saying he's come back for this fighter or Do this Do you believe that that picture was up to date? Or is it an old picture of him ripped? It's probably an old picture. That's what I think. I think so. I don't even think that's up to date. I mean, this is the same guy who just said days ago that he was completely done, had no desire to come back in this brutal and vicious sport, was hanging out with Dana White at the, you know, the Clipper game. Like, he has just said this week. Why, did he say that, at the Clipper game he's not coming back? I don't think it was the Clipper game. It was some other something else a couple days earlier, I believe, where, where he – Gave the quote. It might have been a fight last week at some card where he said he was come that he was done. He wasn't coming back, and all of a sudden, a week later, he's coming back. So listen, here's what's going to happen. In 2020, he's going to come back and he's going to fight Manny Pacquiao, and you know it. That's inevitable. It's going to happen. Freddie even said it. It's going to happen. He said that. Yeah, he said that's what Manny wants. That's and that's what Floyd wants. Floyd knows. Floyd knows. That's a so three people want at this point. He'll make three hundred million dollars. Do you think the fans are going to come back for that fight after the first one? I do. Without a doubt. They will never walk away from Manny Pacquiao or Floyd Mayweather. They will fight until they literally have cobwebs coming off of them. Those two will fight, and people will walk. You already saw it. You were at or Carver High, one of you two, were at Pacquiao with me, Thurman. They love him. And Freddie knows it, too, that Pacquiao gets, no matter what, he draws. Right. I was with you here for Pacquiao Broner in, what was that, July? And, you know, in a fight that should never have happened because Broner is trash. Still, there's an arena full of people at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. Right. So, <laughs> to see that bum. Yeah. And he's the biggest jerk in, in boxing. Right. He's a tool. What a loser. But Manny gets whatever he wants. Now, the bigger question and would I be. Think he gets whatever he wants. He's going to get Mayweather again. When will they get that fight in? Because if they drag it out till maybe the end of next year, does Manny... Just get so embarrassed by you in the basketball court that he says, you know what, I'm retiring yes. from all athletic competition ever again. Well, I mean, uh, now allegedly uh, Carver High, as you know, uh, Pacquiao, uh, Freddie Roach is trying to get Pacquiao to fly the Pharrell Ballers to the Philippines to play his team of misfits and uh, small men. And we're going to, uh, if they, if this guy wants to fly us all to the Philippines to play basketball, we're gonna we're gonna do it, and we're gonna humiliate him. And then he unless won't, he pays us a lot of money to drop him. Yeah, then he won't. Uh, then he won't fight anyone ever again. By the time we're done with him. But the fact is, is that what he wants, he gets, and he's gonna get that fight. And I think that fight will happen. Obviously, the two dates he always fights: Cinco de Mayo or September thirteenth, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. First the couple Mexican of, Independence Weekend. Right. So trust me, it's one of those two dates in twenty twenty. Done deal. They're fighting, and you know it. And uh, I'm not buying. Like you know, just so we're clear, his dad is a tool. And uh, he comes around here every fight rambling on and on about Floyd. And it's so embarrassing because his dad's such a tool. I love the guy. He's a nice guy. But he's a tool when he comes in here and starts talking about, you know, Floyd's going to beat everyone. He's going he's gonna to come back. He's going to dominate the division and all this other stuff. Shut up. Shut up. Bottom line is I love watching Floyd fight. I think he's a great counter uh, fighter, great counter puncher, incredible defensive 
he's, he's unbelievable. Shoulder rolls, everything else. I always loved watching a guy fight, and I've always loved having him on the show. But, I mean, if you're going to get it on, then make it happen. Come back. Announce it. Set it up. Sign the deal. Let's go. Let's just finally get it over with. If that's what you want. Because he beat his ass. And then uh, Pacquiao said, oh, my shoulder. Oh, my shoulder. So, let, all right, then get healthy and fight him healthy. And I still think Floyd Mayweather wins. Now, I don't deny that Manny Pacquiao's had a hell of a late resurgence in his career. He's right. fighting He's fighting really good. I thought he looked fantastic against Thurman. So we'll see what happens. Let's go back to New York. Your boy, the Desert Fox, is out here, Carver High. Styling is he? Getting, how's he doing? He's getting he's getting involved. I miss him. Busy guy. Had he the is. game last night. Got the game tomorrow night. He, dealing with us tonight. So he's he engineered the Sharks overtime win last night. And then he trolled over here at around ten. What was it? Ten o'clock. He came rolling in here, and then uh, ten thirty maybe. And then he's going back over there tomorrow for another one. The yeah. Edmund, the Edmonton the Oilers in town. We won't be able to go to that game tomorrow, well, David, because of. Uh, we got a big dinner with our girl uh, Dale Hopkins from In Demand, very powerful woman, and uh, she certainly has more juice than all of us. I know that much. It's funny, uh, she runs that company out of the same building that we work in uh, in New York. Did you know that? I didn't know that until today when you were telling me that. I had no idea that they that's, had it there. That's Three floors up from us. That's right. It's right in our building where she runs that. Cause she's the CEO. She's powerful. She's got the juice. She's got it. I'll tell you what I got. I got winners. Mafia is telling me I'm 14 and four in the NBA tonight. I still got action going on the Clippers and Rockets game. I middled it. I took the Clippers to win and, and Rockets plus five. So everybody knows how dangerous I am betting. Uh, Clippers are up 94 93 with about eight minutes left at Staples. So what you need to do is sign up for FarrellOnTheBench.com. Then you could be privy to all this. Bottom line is, every day I rake cash for people in NBA, college basketball, NHL, college football, pro football. No one can touch me. No one in Vegas. No one in London. Nobody anywhere. Bottom line, FarrellOnABench.com is the best handicapping site in the country. And now that sports betting is legalized in, like, almost everywhere, I mean, it really is getting bigger and bigger by the day, that uh, I've taken over the world. FarrellOnTheBench.com. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. It's the greatest thing ever invented. It's more important than oxygen and water. So coming up here, uh, we're going to talk to, uh, in fact, right now, we're going to talk to the WBC heavyweight champion of the world uh, because I was lucky enough uh, to hang out with him yesterday. He loves Pharrell. He thinks I'm crazy. So a lot of people think I'm crazy, but... It's always good when the heavyweight champion of the world knows you. So here's what happened, Carver. I, the guy did, um, you know, I think he did Fox TV because they're doing the fight. And then he did Sky TV, which is huge in London. Enormous. And, and then he did um, Pharrell on the bench. I was first. There were, you know, 100 radio stations here waiting for him, and they all wanted him, and they all were clamoring for him and everything else. And then uh, he said... I'm doing Pharrell. Pharrell on the bench. That's where I'm going first. And so he came off the sky set, and he walked right over to me, and he said, my man. So here it is, Pharrell. I got five, six minutes tops, uh, quality minutes, very quality. This is a strong effort on our part, getting the heavyweight champ of the world. Deontay Wilder, uh, Bomb Squad City, styling on the bench. Bomb Squad, Bomb Squad, Bomb Squad, Bomb Squad, Bomb Squad. What up, kid? Pharrell with you. Hey, it's good to have you back on the show. Let's start with some important things. Now, since I've seen you last, I've been working on my guns. 
And I'm thinking, I'm catching up to you. Yeah, you are. I'm catching up to you. Yeah, you are. It's getting close. You're looking real nice. You've been, you been working out. How many times you work out a day? Seven days a week, son. Ooh, seven days. Day. Come on with it. It's clean, sun, and crisp. So tell me how cool it was going back to when you got to talk to the Bama boys down in Tuscaloosa and you got to rock the football team and those kids eyes must have lit up like Christmas when you got to do that how badass was that I uh, mean it's, it's always a, a pleasure to be able to talk to those kids you know um, everyone needs some type of motivation and uplifting you know um, and what better person to have the heavyweight champion of the world the baddest man on the planet the hardest hitting fighter in boxing history to come and talk to you to, to, to lift you up one thing about me when I come in people know that I'm real I don't fake nothing. I don't do nothing for clout. Straight up. I'm a straight up person, you know. So you just never know what's going to come out of my mouth. What does Nick think of you? He has to dig you. Oh, man, Nick loved me. You know, he, he support me. Nice neighbors. Nah, he live on the other side of the other. On the lake. And I'm live, I live on the lake as well. But, you know, the lake is so big, you know. You got a faster boat than it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, hey, tell me about... What you're gonna do to this guy a second time around? Because the first time I was in Brooklyn, you hit him so hard, my jaw hurt. <laughs> Is it still hurting? No, it's getting better. I'm looking good though. I'm as pretty as a girl. Look at me. I mean, honestly, look at me. I see you. You looking good? Cut yes, sir. You looking real? For nice. an old fart, I look pretty clean. You look real nice. What are you gonna do to him this time? Because he rocked you. You said he buzzed you, but you had to finish the deal later, and it was nasty. That big punch. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And um, you know, this time around, I'm 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 looking to be even more, more stronger, uh, even more dramatic knockout this time. More violent. More violent. I feel great this time. You know, the first time around, you know, I had the flu. You know, um, I don't make excuses after fight, but yeah, now, you know, still won. It's over. I still won. That's I all that matters. Got it done, and that's all that matters. This time around, I think it's going to be a different, different feel of him. He felt my power when I was weak. But when I feel great, it's a different set of powers. So what's the deal with uh, the future business-wise? You have so much lined up. You don't even have time for Santa Claus. <laughs> I am. Fury, well, everything else. You are Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm giving all these guys gifts, and that's knockouts. I mean, you're so, so busy. You're so busy. Everybody gets a knockout and some cookies and milk, and then they get to go to sleep. Like, when you knocked out Fury in the 12th, I was there in Lipstick City at Staples. It was a great event. I cannot believe that dude woke up from that coma and finish that fight that had to be something like god or satan i don't know what did that, yeah, 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 yeah. He that how did that happen well he went and saw the showman or something like that and leave that <laughs> and um he really had angels around him that that point in time in the fight and which what made a great fight you know to see him lift up like that you know i was in shock as well you know only the spiritual realm could could tell you how that happened i think the second time you'll literally i think you'll kill him Second time around, it's going to be bad. You're getting about sick and tired of his mouth. Uh, I mean, you know, well, he's... Pro- I'm sick and tired of it. He's now wrestling. He's going to do MMA. Like, bro, I need to see you beat his ass. Uh, most definitely. We're going to lay him down. And this time, he's not going to give up. You Get up. You know, and um, a lot of that had to take part with the referee as well, too. I think the referee took that away from me. Talking about he went off with the spirit of boxing and not the rules. What do you mean, the so spirit? Because, uh, Ortiz, they told me that he's, like, trimmer and cut some weight since you fought him the last time in Brooklyn. Are you seeing that, hearing that? Is he thinner? Is he in better shape this time around? Because he better be. I mean, I've seen some some pictures. He got a couple of abs going on. look as good as me, though. Nah, he ain't looking as good as you. And uh, that, that, that way, that's why he's in trouble. Listen, I, those shades are so ripe. Honestly, those may be the greatest shades I've ever seen in my life. How many diamonds are in those glasses? Those are the coolest things ever. Now, listen, mine are cool. I'm pimping the Ray-Bans, but I got no diamonds. But I can't see 
anything without them on. I just want to let you know I can't read. I can't. I can't even read the menu unless I got. <laughs> you're so crazy. Look good. <laughs> you likewise, likewise. You know what? One last question. Tua, that poor kid broke his hip. Can the Tide get it done anyway without him with your boy Mac Jones? you think they can still ride it out, get in the playoff, and get it done? I think they can, and they're just going to have to find some strength within the team. That's why it's a team. You know, one player doesn't make a team, and they're just going to have to find the strength within the team to come together and say, you know what, our quarterback is out. Now we got to do the best that we can do, and that's all they can do. You like the boxing business right now in the heavy division? You think it's better than ever? Do you like where the division is right now? You think it's love and life? Man, I, I I love where I am. You know what I mean? On top. I'm champion, on the top. With all the stacks. With all the stacks. You know, taking all the... Bands will make her dance. 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 Hey, all right, champ. I love you. It's good to see you, brother, my man. Get it done. Blessings, blessings. Get it done Saturday. God bless you, brother. There he is. The bronze bomber. Bomb squad. That's what I'm talking about, baby. You got to love that. Farona Bench on CBS Sports Radio. All right, so uh, how cool was that, Carver High? A little uh, sit down with the champ. Yeah, he was pumped up. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, what do you think, Mavi? What do you got going on over there, Mavi? I mean, he's got light work in- tomorrow. I mean, let's be fair. I mean, he's got light work coming up with this with this guy. <laughs> light work. Light work. <laughs> Guy's gonna have a, he's gonna have a harder time just you know running on the treadmill at the gym tomorrow morning than he's gonna have with this guy Ortiz. <laughs> So his his morning debriefing at the gym, a little a little half or, or half mile, mile and a half. Yeah, whatever run is, whatever he's gonna do to get a little cardio in tomorrow morning before the fight, that's gonna be harder than the actual fight. So you just think it's gonna be walking apart? Yeah, clean him out. <laughs> what do you think, Moff? I think it's taking him a little lightly. I mean, we saw that Ortiz can rock him. We saw the power that he had in in Brooklyn. And no, obviously he's gonna be a little more wary of that this time around, which I think might slow things down. I'm. I'm kind of sitting on that over, even though it seems ridiculous because two heavy hitters. I think Wilder's going to come back a little slower, not looking to take those punches. We heard your boy Bruce say yesterday he thinks Ortiz, you know, the way he's going to have to win the fight is just come out swinging right away. So Wilder's going to be back a little bit playing defense, and then later on we'll pick things up and catch him later on probably maybe the eighth or ninth round and uh, make it a little earlier than last time, but I think it's still going to be a fight he has to worry about for sure. Wow. So what's the score of that uh, game right now? What do you got going on there with that uh, great one 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 hundred with five minutes left. Oh, who's Houston playing? up one with the ball. Oh. I wonder what your boy – do you know what the, the scoring is in that? What is Harden doing? Do, do you have the stats or not? Uh, I do not, but I can pull them up. Oh, my God, that game. My God, it's just so incredible. I have them in five. Let me pull it up. I have it right here. I just want to look at the numbers. Box score. Here we go. Uh, Tucker, uh, he doesn't matter. Uh, Westbrook's got 20. Harden's got 30. And uh, the Clippers, Kawhi's got 21. And Sweet Lou Williams has 20. Montrez Harrell has 14. Paul George has 13. How about night for PG-13? Three of 12 from the floor. Even, I mean, Kawhi's just under 50%. That's good for him. But PG just shooting terrible. It's not like him. He's hit a couple of threes, but he's not getting uh, he's not getting it done. Remember the other night what he had thirty three in his first game back. So I think those Clippers jerseys they're wearing tonight with the kind of the almost oh, uh, yeah. Compton you know ghetto NWA type. Uh, That's their there. thing. That is what it is. So what is it? One hundred three, one hundred two. Yes. There you go. So anyway. Uh, We'll get into all these NBA games. Uh, like the Heat, they they had a huge lead over the Bulls, and they and they beat them by eight. What was the line in that game? Do you remember? Did they cover the spread? 
The Heat were laying four and a half, so they did cover. So they did cover. Lakers were laying four and a half. They didn't cover. I hit the thunder. The Hawks got blown out by the Pistons, 128-103. The Wizards beat the Hornets, 125-118. Nets, 116-97 over the Kings. Kawhi's going to be out. Or, uh, excuse me, uh, Kyrie. Kyrie. Yeah, missing the next three games, not even going on the road trip with them. What has he got, like a shoulder? I believe that's what it was, yeah. Sixers pulled away from the Spurs. The Spurs have lost eight in a row. Mavs blow out the Cavs, 143-101. That was ugly. Warriors came back door to cover against the Jazz, and the Nuggets beat the Celtics by four, but they were laying five. It's for all events. We're at the MGM in Vegas for Wilder Ortiz, too. This is CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.